Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever it is you're listening to us, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. We're continuing on with our division series. Today we're going to talk about the NFC South. And with training camps officially begun, last week we saw the Broncos. This week we're seeing the rest of the league catch up, and we're, we're officially in draft season. So how can we get you ready for all your drafts? We'll talk about the divisions. We're continuing on with our division series with the NFC South. Let's go on ahead and jump right on into the podcast and begin with the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are one of the better offenses in football, led by Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and that passing game there in Atlanta. They obviously can put up points in bunches. They also have Devonta Freeman, Edo Smith, Calvin Ridley, Austin Hooper. Plenty of targets there in fantasy that we can look in all types of fantasy, DFS, season-long, uh, dynasty leagues, best balls, whatever kind of fantasy you're doing for fantasy football, you can target any of these kind of players. Yes, they don't have Tevin Coleman anymore. Some think that uh, Devonta Freeman's going to have the breakout that we expect out of him. We know that he does have that RB1 talent. He does have that upside, but he just hasn't shown it, especially with the uh, splitting carries there in that, in that offense and with injuries. But I think we finally see that talent uh, again unfold with Devontae Freeman. We've seen him do it in the past, and I think this year he does it as well. You can get him late second, early third, but he has that RB1 upside. I love Freeman this year as one of the early round sleepers that we can maybe get later than, uh, what, than what his, his, uh, his production is going to be. Like I said, I think he can uh, contend with some of the better backs in football. Obviously, I don't think he's going to contend with the, the first five picks of football, but I think that he can be a drafted late in the second early third and get and put up late first early second talent upside um, I absolutely love Freeman this year to bounce back from injuries last year and with no yes they do have Edo Smith but I don't think he's the same caliber player that Tevin Coleman was in that offense I think we're going to see Muhammad Sanu kind of take a dip in production this year now that we have Calvin Ridley in year two of his of his career we saw last year what he can do as a rookie he has very, he has tremendous upside he's gonna be a, a great compliment to Julio Jones who depending on who you are what, where your rankings are Julio Jones can, can rank anywhere between number one and number three in most rankings I personally have him behind Hopkins and Adams but by no means do I think he's not capable of putting up the the best numbers of out, out of all the group there at wide receiver in the NFL I also like Hooper. Um, the tight end position is, a, is, is one that I think there's a, plenty of value this year. I think there's plenty of, of decent players that you don't have to uh, reach for like a Kelsey or a Kittle or an Ertz. I think there's plenty of upside at the position for a, a lot more of the value tight ends. And I think Hooper falls in that category as a value that you can get later in, in drafts. I'm going to have, likely have a, a lot of exposure to all these players. Likely going to have a, a more exposure to Freeman and Ridley just because where they're going to get drafted at. And Ryan might be one of my top quarterbacks this year that I'm going to have just because of my draft strategy, not going for one of the top-tier quarterbacks. I'm not going to have much of the, uh, of the Lux, the Rodgers, the Mahomes. So that's going to put me on the, the other quarterbacks, which, I, like I said earlier, I don't think you see that big of a difference between the number 10 and number 9 quarterback compared to the number 4 and number 5 quarterbacks. Yes, you're going to see a big difference maybe between number 1 and number 10. But, again, I think we're going to see a difference. Uh, we're, we're going to see a drop in production from Mahomes. He's still going to put up fantastic numbers. But last year he put up those 
ridiculous uh, video game numbers. And I think those are going to come down a, a bit as we've seen in the past. It seems to always happen. When you put up the kind of numbers, you kind of drop the next year. And I think that you can get value at the quarterback position like, like every year. Um, if you wait and then fill your most important spot is fill your depth at running back and wide receiver. That's what I, that, that's what I tell people over and over again is don't reach for quarterbacks early. Make sure you have plenty of depth at running back and wide receiver. And then take one of the later quarterbacks in the middle rounds and maybe take a couple of them. That way you have the, the, the matchup play at that position. Next up in the NFC South, uh, uh, NFC South is the Carolina Panthers. Again, an, a, a team last year that I think we saw that had p- tremendous upside and had potential, but the injuries to Cam Newton, we knew his shoulder wasn't there, wasn't healthy, he wasn't healthy. He just didn't look right throughout the season. I think he's going to come into the season much healthier. It's going to depend on how his arm strength, how his shoulder's looking in, in camp um, before I make a decision on him. But right now I have him... Uh, five, six, seven, somewhere around there as, as the uh, overall quarterback this year. But I think that he has the potential to be one of the top quarterbacks in football. We know that he can, he can what he can do on the ground and through the air if, if he's healthy. He's put up MVP-type caliber seasons. It's all about for him being healthy and staying healthy and keeping the line, keeping him healthy, and him not uh, tucking the ball in and running all the time like he has in the past. He obviously has a great talent around him. He has Christian McCaffrey, who I think is one of the better running backs in football. Maybe he's not going to catch as many balls as he had last year, if, especially if Newton is, is healthier this year. We're not going to see those checkdowns that we saw to McCaffrey. Maybe we see him push a little more to the outside. That's going to bring in DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel into my play. I, I like both receivers this year. I like more of it, more as a sleeper, and I like Curtis Samuel as a deep sleeper in, in redrafts, dynasty leagues, DFS, all, all sorts. I like them um, this season to pair with Cam Newton. And again, Cam Newton's probably going to be one of those quarterbacks that I'm going to maybe target. Just like, Matt, just like I talked about Matt Ryan, it's just where I'm going to be drafting quarterbacks. Cam Newton might be one of those quarterbacks I look, especially if I see that he's going to enter the season healthy this year. Likely not going to have much of the tight end position. I think Greg Olson is beyond his years. I think he's still a decent tight end for Cam Newton on the on the field. But in terms of fantasy, I'm not uh, sold that Olson can get it get the job done. And there's plenty of other options at tight end where I'm going to go else, um, instead of Olson. So if I'm looking at exposure this year, I love DJ Moore. I have plenty of DJ Moore, plenty of Curtis Samuels, and I still think uh, Christian McCaffrey. I, I like him as the number three, but if, you, if, you, if you're going to tell me you're going to take him as the first overall pick, I wouldn't call that a crazy call. I think McCaffrey is going to be have a, have a nice year, obviously, again, but I think we're going to see those receptions drop a little bit just because we're going to see maybe a healthier Newton not looking for those checkdowns, and maybe we start seeing those Cam Newton vulture touchdowns like we've seen in the past from McCaffrey. Last year he was hurt, so maybe he didn't worry about it as much, but we know that Newton does like the vulture um, uh, touchdowns, which is frustrating if you're an owner of McCaffrey, but you love it as an owner of Newton. So depending on what, what side of the fence you're on, those vo- those vulture touchdowns can be a good thing or a bad thing. Next up in the NFC South, we move on to the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, the Saints are the Saints. They have um, we know who their talent is. We know who their players are: Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. Plenty of talent there. We have no more Mark Ingram, but they replaced Mark Ingram with Latavius Murray. I like Latavius Murray. I think he's going to do the same kind of impact that we had out of Mark Ingram. Some, think, some feel that Alvin Kamara is going to get more look in this offense because he, he's going to be the number one overall running back there in the offense. I think you need to be a little careful with that just because I think Murray's going to come in and take over that role of that, that we saw out of uh, Mark Ingram. And Murray might be able to, to do a little better, better job just because of 
maybe what he brings to the table compared to what Ingram. Ingram was a great player, but Murray, I think, is going to be a player that a lot of people are going to overlook, and I think that's a mistake, especially if you can get him later in drafts. I think we're going to see the similar impact that we saw out of Ingram with Murray this year. Wide receivers, obviously Michael Thomas is the top dog there. Um, I think he's a, he's a late first, early second, second round pick in most of your drafts. I'm not sold on Ted Ginn this year. I like Traquan Smith and Cameron Meredith a little bit. I like uh, Traquan Smith, especially in like best ball formats where you're looking for those uh, boomer bust kind of type of players. Uh, tight end position, they brought in Jared Cook. I think Jared Cook can kind of bring back a, a little more success to the tight end position, something that's left New Orleans Saints since Jimmy Graham has left the team. I think Cook can bring that back a little bit for Drew Brees. But again, I'm not, as, I'm not sold as Drew Brees as a quarterback this year, not because of his talent, not because of who he is. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in football, obviously. And if I'm going to have a quarterback on my team, I want Drew Brees. It's just what I'm thinking about in fantasy. This team has ran the ball much more in years past. I think they continue to do that with Kamara and Murray as a one-two punch. And again, keep an eye on Murray, especially listen to the training camp, listen to stuff that's happening with Murray. He's going to have the same kind of impact that we saw out of Ingram in this offense. And again, this, this, this Saints team has gotten, gotten to be much more of a pound the ball and play good defense than they have been throw the ball all over the place. Um, yes, they have talent in Kamara and Thomas and Ginn and Traquan Smith. Plenty of talent at, uh, on the outside at receiver, even in the back, at backfield with Kamara. Jared Cook in the middle at tight end. They have plenty of talent to throw the ball all over the board. But this team's going to want to play good defense, run the ball. I think we still continue to see it. Obviously, we're going to see those, those blow-up games from Breeze, four or five touchdowns in a game. So we obviously want to keep an eye on him, and especially in DFS, play him in DFS because those are one-week matchups. But if I'm looking at this team, I think they're, I'm more likely to look at their ground game and Michael Thomas than I am going to um, – I'm not going to likely go after much Drew Breeze, uh, the other passing players outside of Michael Thomas, and I'm likely not going to look at Jared Cook as well, just because I like other um, sleeper quarterbacks, uh, tight ends, I'm sorry, over Jared Cook, my opinion. And we'll close out the, AF, the NFC South with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers are an interesting team. We're looking at a team that is lousy on defense, but they have talent on offense. There's a rumor about the Los Angeles Chargers. If they don't get a, a deal done with Melvin Gordon, what are they going to do? This is a team that I think the, the Buccaneers would be smart if they can, if they hear this is, this is actually going to happen, seeing what the, what the price tag is for Melvin Gordon. If you put a player like Melvin Gordon on this offense for the Buccaneers, all of a sudden you have a phenomenal offense. Yes, Barber is decent. I think Ronald Jones is going to be a better player this year. But if you put a Melvin Gordon on this team and you pair him with uh, Evans, Godwin on the outside, O.J. Howard, Brayton on the, at tight end, Jameis Winston at quarterback, all of a sudden you have a really, really good offense that can contend with this team on offense in, in, at least. But it's going to be their defensive side of the ball that's going to struggle. And that's why I think that it's going to affect this Tampa Bay team. The Saints, the Falcons, and the Panthers can all play defense and contend with teams. I don't think the Buccaneers can play the defense those other three teams have, and that's what's going to be the difference maker for me in this division. I think it's a two-team race. I think it's the Falcons and the Saints um, division to win or lose. The Panthers can sneak up there if they have Cam Newton um, healthy. The Buccaneers, I don't really see this year being being a play, uh, someone that can sneak up there and steal the division. If they get a Melvin Gordon, maybe, especially if their defense can somehow make some stops, something that they didn't do last year throughout the season. But I think it's a two-team race in the Falcons and the Saints in this division. 
personally, I have the Saints winning the division at 10 and 6, and the Falcons uh, maybe getting one of the wild cards at 9 and 7. I think the best player in the division obviously is going to be either it's going to be uh, uh, either player is going to be either Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara. Both players are top five, top four picks in fantasy. I lean towards McCaffrey, but I have no issues with either one. Michael Thomas, great talent, obviously. He might be the best receiver in, um, in, in, this, in this division if you don't count Julio Jones, obviously, because Julio Jones is, is – I mean, there's some great talent in this, in this team. I talk about Michael Thomas, and all of a sudden I forgot about Julio Jones. This team has – this division has some elite talent. Julio Jones, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, great talent in this division. I think it's going to be a fun division to watch. Like I said, I think this division might be one of the better ones in football. My opinion is I think it's going to be the best division in football. We have two really good teams in the Saints and Falcons, a team that can be really good um, with, with a healthy quarterback in the Panthers. And depending on what the Buccaneers do on offense this year, the Buccaneers can kind of uh, move into that category of maybe being looked at as a good team, but just not a great team. I think we're still a few years away from the Buccaneers kind of being a contender. That's why I'm just not really sold on them as a team, but I do love a lot of players on their offense. Absolutely love Chris Godwin in Tampa. I didn't talk about the Buccaneers offense much, um, but I absolutely love Chris Godwin this year. Um, with no Deshaun Jackson, we're going to see Godwin move into that number two role. But I'm a little worried that he's going to be his stock's going to rise as we get closer and closer to the season, closer and closer to drafts. That's what I'm a little worried about, and I don't know if I'm going to be spending that high of a pick on him, especially if he starts to move into the un, unfamiliarized category where he's going to get drafted at. That's my only fear there. I do want to have plenty of exposure to Godwin, but I may be getting that more in DFS than I am going to be in season long just because of where the draft is going to be taking. Those are my thoughts. Hope you guys had a fantastic week. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. And we'll see you next week when we talk about the final two divisions, the AFC and the NFC West. But that's next week. We'll finish up this South this week. Hope you guys have a great day. Hope you guys enjoy the training camp. Football is around the corner. We will see you later. Have a great day. 